0: I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. <laughs> Speak to
1: They are who we thought they were. And we let them out the hook. I get out of hand. just... Just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the West Bright Titans. FF, 372 Y
0: Stick The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt.
1: Well, I'm gonna go to
0: college. I'll just play football.
1: Come on, then. let's play a little football. It will not be long, boys and girls. The high school stuff is about to get underway and. You know, the high school teams do not have a long time to practice before that first game pops, especially for that first jamboree. So that'll be here in just a few weeks. 33 days, we're going to put it on a tee on August the 31st for State, Ole Miss, and Southern Miss. And some other teams will start even before that. And if you're really, really chomping at the bit to watch live football, real tackle football, helmets and shoulder pads, pop, 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 pow, pow, said, Hook. blue 88. If you're looking for that, you're going to get it on Thursday night, the first uh, NFL preseason game. That is, what is it, the Hall of Fame game? So it's Thursday night, this Thursday night. It's always fun to see. It's cool. It's in a different spot. It's NFL tackle football, real thing, for the first time all year. And it's also the worst football game you can lay your eyes on. Outside of the Pro Bowl, the Pro Bowl is probably the worst, but that's not even really a football game. It's really not a game. It's a joke. This will be fun to watch. It just won't be very pretty. So it's almost here, boys and girls. Almost here. Uh, Also almost here, in about three minutes from right now, yeah, Zach Bingham. He is bada underscore Bingham on Twitter. He is uh, one half of the crew up there at A to Z Sports in Nashville, Tennessee. And he's been today at Tennessee Titans practice. And we're going to get an update from him on two Tennessee Titans rookies, A.J. Brown and Jeffrey Simmons. Now, we know Jeffrey Simmons, the first rounder, not practicing, I don't guess, because he is out this year recovering from ACL surgery. A.J. Brown figures to factor, but I think he's a little banged up too. So we're going to get an update from Zach. Zach's a good old boy, Ole Miss guy. Y'all know Zach Bingham from Nashville? A to Z sports, went to Ole Miss. Sure did. So we're going to talk with him in just a bit. Now, a reminder: you can be a part of the show today, several different ways. Hit me up on Twitter at Radio Wyatt. That's me. Tweet me. tweetly dilly dee Josh tweeted and said, "Matt, sometimes I feel like I'm stirring the pot with a fork." <laughs> After talking to Steve, I said, "Somebody asked me how I'm doing. I'm just going to say I, I got too many pots, and not enough spoons." Because he said Joe Morehead's got a spoon in every pot. You can also text the show on the text line, 885-ESPN. That is a 601 number, 885-ESPN. If you like numbers instead of letters, listen. It's 885-3776. Text away. And you can call me on the Divini phone, Divini Equipment in Madison and in Jackson. Now, I'll give you that number coming up later. Right now it's about to get tied up with uh, Zach when we talk to him on the Divinity phone. Over here on the text line, though, here, let me, let me look in here. Matt said that he worked at a Papa John's years ago. Matt says part of our training was a story that a driver kept pizza cutters in his car and would cut strips out of the middle of the pizza and eat it and push the pizza together to accommodate the difference. And Matt says the training session was basically, hey, y'all don't do that. <laughs> Miko tells me, thanks, Miko, for your text, says that Malik Heath's skill set compares to Eric Moulds. Not saying that he'll be that type of player, but he has that type of build and athleticism. Well, if he does, y'all don't remember. I mean, Eric Moulds, a Pro Bowl receiver in the NFL. This guy was unbelievable. If Malik Heath even kind of gets close to that, they're going to be all right. It's good to hear that. Um, here's an unnamed texture with a question. It said, Is it true that Ketan is going to be suspended for the first couple of games? That's what the rumors are right now. If it's a rumor, I haven't heard it from anyone that would know. I'll put it that way. We'll find out soon enough. And then Zach, Zach with no H on the text line says, I listened to my new favorite texter. Okay, Zach, is he is he picking on one of the other shows? Oh no, no. Zach says, "Should I read the? I listen to every show from the Out of Bounds to the Drive, and this show is my favorite. Then the Gridiron, and then the Drive, and then Out of Bounds next. So he's ranked the shows I like and, that, and he has us number one. Zach, I appreciate it. Part of the reason that we're number one here, <laughs> Zach, is because of other." Other people named Zach, including Zach with an H, Bingham from A to Z Sports in Nashville. Follow him on Twitter at Bada underscore Bingham. He's on the Twitter all-name team, and he's on your radio right now. Zach, appreciate you giving me a little bit of time here on a Monday. So did you go out to uh, Titans practice today? Did they get a practice in?
0: Yeah, they did. It was it was close to the fans, but open to the media. It was a hot one today, but, uh, but a good practice at that.
1: boy. Well, I really enjoy you, uh, at your coverage uh, on Twitter. Again, if you're listening, y'all need to follow Zach. and It's uh, Bada underscore Bingham and uh, his broadcast partner there. Uh, and uh, Austin Stanley, y'all follow him as well. They did a great job at A to Z Sports in Nashville. Okay, so uh, Zach, help us out. Let's start with A.J. Brown, the rookie receiver out of Ole Miss, your alma mater. There you go. Tip of the cap. <laughs> Uh, how, how are things going for him? Did I did I read somewhere that he's a little banged up?
0: Yeah, he is.
1: And this is kind of the second
0: time he's gotten banged up. in OTAs and mini camps earlier this summer, he, he tweaked a hamstring that kind of left him out of a couple of practices. So he had got like, six weeks leading up to training camp to get healthy. And a little bit of bad luck, but the first day of training camp and individual drills, probably about 15 minutes into practice, he plants on a hitch route and something slips and comes up a little bit limp, and he has not practiced the last three days. Mm. So, you know, it's kind of bummed out because really excited uh, about AJ Brown. And that was one guy, and as you said, I went to Ole Miss, but last October, I was even thinking, you know, the Tennessee Titans have a wide receiver problem. AJ Brown would help that tremendously because of his durability. You know, in college, he played. Almost all of his games, if not all of them, at Ole Miss. I mean, it was D.K. Metcalf that was out and A.J. Brown that was consistently in. Mm -hmm. So a little bit of a troubled start in training camp, but I don't think it's anything serious. And Coach Vrabel said expect him to be day-to-day, but but to return here in the near
1: future. Okay, so not not something that they're too worried about, in other words.
0: No, and we saw him uh, after practice the last three days catching at the jugs machine, and... He didn't really have a wrap or anything. It looked like he was he was okay. But uh, one thing that I've learned about Mike Vrabel, former New England Patriot, he he keeps injuries close to the vest, just like Bill Belichick. That is one similarity that the two have. They'll give like hockey yesterday. Derrick Henry has been out as well, and he said Derrick H- Henry has a lower leg injury. And I don't know if it's an ankle, a foot, a chin, Who knows? But. Um, he's very vague on that. and He's been vague with A.J. Brown's injury as well.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Is he? Does he do that with all injuries? He just likes to be vague? You know, some coaches, I guess, yeah. are just like that.
0: Yeah, and that, I think that's just a takeover from, from his time in New England. And he doesn't give you much, so we kind of got to root around. Even last year, his first year as head coach of an NFL team, a guy went on IR and wouldn't even tell us what the injury is. So yeah. we're kind of playing a guessing game but I don't think he did He did clarify that A.J. Brown and Derrick Henry's injuries aren't
1: too serious. Gotcha. Yeah. Zach Bingham on your radio right now from A to Z Sports in Nashville. I'm a broken record, but I'm going to keep saying it. Follow him on Twitter, at Bada underscore Bingham. So um, who got the better player, Zach, in the draft? The Seahawks with Metcalf or the Titans with A.J. Brown?
0: Who that's a that's a really good question. I think that the Seahawks obviously have a better quarterback in Russell Wilson. He's proven he's a Super Bowl champion,
1: and Mariota is
0: going into a year that it is a make or break year. You know, he can either earn a hundred million dollar contract or he could be in free agency looking to be a backup quarterback. So I think that probably DK Metcalf got the better situation because of the quarterback, but. I think AJ Brown, if he, when he returns from this injury and he starts practicing and he starts getting some game time in the preseason, I really believe that he can be a force on the Titans. I mean, I believe in it, and he played a lot of different positions at Ole Miss. You know, mm. they were wide receiver rich when he was there, and he would play slot, he would play on the outside, so he gives a lot of diversity to what he brings to the table. Uh, but I would I honestly would have to go with DK Metcalf just because you got Russell Wilson doing football.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you you know, I also wonder too if there's a difference, and and maybe you can speak to this, I know you know the Titans intimately, in in terms of the window to early playing time being open for each player. We know it's wide open to A.J. Brown, and I I wonder if it's the same kind of opportunity in Seattle. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I think it will be, because Seattle is it's one of those teams actually kind of the Titans used to be is they historically don't draft wide receivers in the first round. They have, they've done it with a good offensive line, good running back and good defense. And Russell Wilson has just made plays. Now they had Jimmy Graham, but they got you know him from free agency. They don't notoriously draft wide receivers. So I think that they, I think Pete Carroll, as he kind of transforms away from the Legion of boom, as they kind of moved on from that, I think that DK Metcalf will get, a lot of opportunity and i think aj brown will get a lot of opportunity but it's all about winning it in training camp and improving your worth right out of the gate sure
1: zach um you also have jeffrey simmons there and we know that we don't expect to get daily updates on jeffrey because of the acl thing have you run into him you've seen him out there the first round pick even though he's going to miss this year
0: yeah we have he him and jerrell casey who's the. Another for the Titans, the All Pro or Pro Bowl defensive tackle. They they're both on the the physically unable to perform list. And Jeffrey Simmons, he's on a little bit longer term uh, due back possibly in December, but he he's been working out. He's been doing drills. He's got a knee brace on the, that torn ACL, but he looks good. And one thing that I will say about Jeffrey Simmons is he is a straight up beast. Mm. This man, he is a man. And he can push some weight. And I think that the Titans, you know, with all the speculation of, of what he went through early on in his Mississippi State career with the domestic violence and all that stuff, I think that he's put that past him and he's concentrating on football. And I think he can be a real, real force. I think the Titans are lucky that they, that he dropped that far down in the first round because they were, they were saying that Jeffrey Simmons, let's face it, without that ACL injury in the offseason, he is a top-five, to top ten talent, hmm. and the Titans got him later in the draft. So I have seen him practice, and it's it we're kind of chomping at the bit to see what he can do, because if you pair Jarrell Casey with Jeffrey Simmons, uh, that can be some some dangerous stuff up the middle.
1: No doubt. No question about it. Um, Zach Bingham on your radio right now. Uh, he's part of A to Z Sports there in Nashville. You'll need to follow them and follow him on Twitter at Bata underscore uh, Bingham. Have you seen any interaction between the Ole Miss rookie, A.J. Brown, and the Mississippi State rookie, uh, Jeffrey Simmons? I mean, I guess that's all behind them now. They're just, you know, brothers from another mother, and now in the same locker room, everybody's happy, I guess. Yeah, yeah no, I haven't
0: I haven't seen them interact because they kind of keep Simmons off to uh, the side, and they haven't really been working out together as far as what the media is out there. But I'm sure, you know, now that they're on the same team, yeah. You just kind of put the uh, the egg bowl rivalry aside. Kind of like you and I. You know, That's I put it. the egg bowl rivalry aside. <laughs> I'm an oldest guy, a bigger state guy, but I've, we've become friends over the years. So, you know, it's AJ Brown and Jeffrey Simmons right here. <laughs> That's it.
1: That's exactly right. Yeah, they're Titans now. That's you know, they put the other stuff behind. But don't think for one minute, Zach, and you know this, come Thanksgiving, they're going to have some back and forth going in that locker room. Like we know that. There'll be a bet or and they both will be watching, you know, because they have come up in that thing. So we know that'll well, happen. Oh,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. And AJ Brown's from Starkville and, and went to, to Ole Miss, so there's some backstory there. But that that is one thing that you and I and, and every Mississippi State and Ole Miss fan knows is Once he gets to that game, all bets are off, and he goes back to the rivalry. That's what makes it so great.
1: That's it. Well, and their high schools. See, you know, Jeffrey went to Knoxville County High School. A.J.'s at Starkville High School. Literally, you know, what, 20 miles apart? And they play each other every year, so they go way back. They've known each other a long time for sure. And, you know, back to A.J. real quick. For, For people listening, whether it's Starkville folks or Ole Miss fans, I know this. You kind of touched on this earlier, but when he's healthy, you really feel like he's got a legit shot to be in that first three, first four rotation at receiver for the Titans.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So Corey Davis, the number five overall pick from a few years ago, he's going to be wide receiver one. He's got his his job cemented down, and then they went out and got Adam Humphries from Tampa Bay. For their slot receiver position, they're paying him nine nine million dollars a year, so he's going to be on the field. Delaney Walker returns at tight end, but you have that wide receiver too. You know, on the outside, yeah. That 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 position is open, and I think it is up for grabs. You've got Tajay Sharp and Taywan Taylor, two guys they've drafted over the last couple of years, but then you have AJ Brown, the second round pick, and. One of the things that I was I was so high on AJ Brown going into the draft, whatever team he went to is he has this uncanny ability to catch the ball with his hands, and I think that is that's an attribute and a trait that you see obviously with the Odell Beckham Juniors of the world, the Julio Joneses, even the Calvin Johnsons when he played is they all three of those 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 three wide receivers could catch with their hands and then turn up field. And I think that's something that AJ Brown—not comparing AJ Brown to those three guys—but he does have that hand radius and that, that catching ability to, to to make plays. And he just he needs the opportunity to showcase it. And then it goes back to what we talked about before: you got to have a quarterback that can that, that can give him a little bit of help. And that's going to be on Marcus Mariota going into his fifth year.
1: Yeah. Zach Bingham talking Titans on your radio right now. He's from Nashville. Zach. Do the Titans have a lot of fans in the state of Mississippi? Like we know Central Mississippi South, like it's Saints country, and it's unquestionably Saints country. But there's also a lot of Giants fans because of Eli. ton of Cowboys fans even before Dak wound up there. Are the, are the Titans making inroads in Mississippi, or, or is that even a priority?
0: Well, uh, they've got two guys, as we talked about with, with Simmons and Brown coming from Mississippi. But when I went to school there, I, I, I one team that I remember everybody rooting for was the Saints. And mm-hmm. kinda you you referenced that. I think the the main Titans fan base is obviously the state of Tennessee, northern Alabama and southern Kentucky. But they're trying to grow a brand. You gotta remember, you know, the the Titans are a small market team. And Marcus Mariota and Derrick Henry, they're both introverts. Now they're both Heisman Trophy winners, mm-hmm. but as we know, the NFL is successful with star power. That's why everybody's talking about the Cleveland Browns, you know. And so the Titans, they're going to have to prove it on the field to gain fans. They're going to have to win 12 games and a first-round bye to gain fans. They can't do it because the last three seasons they've been 9-7 and seven and have only made the playoffs one out of three years. They're going to have to win games to get fans in Mississippi. But this year's draft has definitely helped. Uh, The Mississippi board with Simmons and and
1: Brown. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out over the next couple of years. And I'm just, I'm super bummed that we don't get to see him, you know, Simmons on the field this year. But uh, I guess we just have to learn to be patient. Zach, thank you so much for some time on a Monday. I know it's a busy day, a practice day when y'all are out there covering it. Going to continue to send my listeners uh, to your Twitter and to Austin and to the show. And again, thanks. We'll talk soon.
0: Hey, Matt, thank you so much.
1: Yep. Appreciate you. Zach Bingham, Ole Miss grad, his partner up there at A to Z Sports, uh, Austin Stanley's a Tennessee kid. Yeah, I call him kid. He's you know he's a grown fella, but so you got the Tennessee. But they're big-time Nashville uh, sports personalities and covering the Titans frontwards and backwards and all points in between as well. So again, the Twitter feed for Zach is uh, Zach under. I'm sorry, Bada underscore Bingham. It's B A D A underscore Bingham. And then uh, look up Austin Stanley. I think Austin's like Austin Stanley, eighty-one. But I'll get you that Twitter feed. And then A to Z Sports—they do a good job. And so I'm telling you that because you got a ton of people around here. You're Jeffrey Simmons fans. You got a ton of folks around here who are AJ uh, Brown fans, and you're getting constant updates on that organization. You know, and you look at the Titans. They're in what over the last several years has been largely a a um. You know, an uninteresting division, frankly, in the AFC South. A couple years ago, the Jags were a playoff team, really good defense, when Bortles was their QB. This year, they're a little more interesting. I think Jacksonville's pretty good, and you have a new quarterback there, the uh, former Super Bowl winner, um, Foles. He won the Super Bowl as a backup with the Eagles a couple years ago, and now he's going to be the Jacksonville Jaguars starting quarterback this year. But so the Colts are coming on. Colts were a good team last year. They're fixing to be really, really good this year. So, you know, whether or not this is the Titans' year or not, it doesn't really feel like it because the Colts are probably going to run things in that division. Who's the other one? AFC South. Who's the other one? The Texans. The Houston Texans. And that's the other thing. Houston Texans, good football team. You know, We'll see. But they're a little better, a little more interesting. You do have two Heisman Trophy winners on that deal there. But just locally, I just think because of A.J. Brown being there and because of Jeffrey Simmons being there, it puts them on the radar, which they really hadn't been. Ernest T. Is that Ernest T. Bass? Ernest T. on the text line says, Eric Moles was a stud. Boy, was he ever. Look, really, we start comparing anybody to Eric Moles, people just forget what kind of athlete and kind of player he was Moose Dog says is AJ Brown the one who marked his territory at Davis Wade a couple of years ago no nope. that was DK Metcalf in the Egg Bowl two years ago remember caught the touchdown pass went back in the back corner and got down on all fours and hiked his leg classy <laughs> classic Yep. I'll get to your phone calls see the phone ring and we'll get to those coming up in just a bit here on the show stick around you're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.
0: Knock him out, John.
1: Back on the show in the Farm Bureau studio. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Staying connected to you around the clock because of CSpire, the number one network in Mississippi. Seaspire. Customer inspired. I told you about this uh, the other day. You can switch right now at C Spire to a $25 unlimited plan on prepaid by C Spire for two free gigabytes of high-speed data every month and a free Samsung Galaxy J3. Now, there's a lot of numbers in there in words. You want to read about it yourself, cspire.com prepaid. It's all right there, but you talk about a deal. Like If you're just kind of out of a phone right now and it's time to get in one, but you don't want to sign, you know, the long-term contract or whatever. Switch to a $25 unlimited plan on prepaid by CSpire for two free gigabytes of high-speed data every month. So you get the two, you get the data, and the phone, the Samsung Galaxy J3, $25 a month unlimited, prepaid. That's a deal, and that's at CSpire right now. All right, the text line. Let's have to read this. <clears throat> There was an email Roger sent me earlier in the show. It's not sports-related. And it was some statistics. A study has come out. It's like, who's doing all these studies, and why are we paying them to do them? (laughs) There's a study everywhere all the time. Here it is. Almost one-third of delivery drivers admit they've eaten a customer's food. 21% 21% of people are skeptical, say, yeah, I bet they have it at some point. Well, guess what? 28% of drivers say they did it. It happens. Meaning, they go pick your food up, they're bringing it to you, they take a fry or two, and they're skimming. Or chicken wing, Chicken wings. That'd be easy to do, wouldn't it? You're supposed Maybe to be 12 your, in here. There's only 11. One of your tacos. <laughs> I mean, it's a dead giveaway when the delivery driver hands you your bag of food and he's got barbecue sauce all over his mouth. Dead giveaway. No, we had somebody text in earlier that um, they worked at a pizza place, and there had apparently in the past been this person working there who was skimming like a, a – he, he had a pizza cutter in his car. Yeah, one of the drivers, yeah. And he'd, he'd take off a thin slice of pizza, eat it, and then shove the pizza back together so you wouldn't know. Yeah, he'd cut it right across the middle. <laughs> right, yeah, and put it back together. Like a puzzle. <laughs> so okay, put together the cheese melts and who knows. And nobody would ever know the difference. That just grease ring will be a little wider than the crust. <laughs> all right, so here it is from Zach on uh-huh. the text line at eight eight five ESPN. Zach, yeah, everybody says, should have eaten by now, so it'll be okay. That's right. It's one thirty. It's not our fault if you're still eating lunch. <laughs> My wife was drinking a Coke from. A relatively well-known fast food establishment. Something got in her mouth. It was a piece of skin, a piece of the skin off the side of your finger, by your fingernail. It had to be put in there on purpose, he says. And then he says, Zach says he has a cousin who got close to $100,000 in a lawsuit from a another local establishment, because he was eating hash browns and there was a band aid in there.
0: <laughs> Look, my compliments on proving the case. I mean,
1: <laughs> it's a band aid. a yeah. Band-Aid in my hash browns.
0: Now let me ask you this, Matt:
1: Would you would you go through that experience for a hundred grand? Oh heck, yeah. Yeah, me too. I mean, give me a box of band aids. I'll eat them. There you go. That's nothing. <laughs> the used ones now i get it i get it ah no now that you you know when you really hit close to home i wouldn't do it really i wouldn't do that i would not <laughs> i can't believe we're saying this but i would not eat a used band-aid for a hundred thousand dollars <throat> if you you'd would like about, to think about it though uh, it, 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 take a second guess um You want to be a part of the show, you can be on the Divinity Equipment phone. Here's the phone number, 995-1059. It is a 601 area code, 995-1059. Divinity Equipment in Madison and Jackson. Your Kubota dealer, got Red Max, everything from commercial mowers to residential to the hand tools, everything in between, great people at Divinity Equipment. 995-1059, call me. Fluffy on the text line. They're closed now, so you can talk about them. I appreciate that so much, because I had no idea. He said, I worked at Bennigan's, and there were quite a few times I watched wait staff or host staff eat a half of a steak or club sandwich off of a customer's plate at the dish stand. They called it garbage-mouthing. In the manual. So do I have this right, Fluffy? I, they would Is this leftovers? Yeah. The person has finished eating and left. You know, the the the, the plate is being or has been cleaned. Well, wait a minute, it's not clean yet. They've cleaned the table and they've taken the plates back to where they're gonna then throw away the food and clean the dishes, and it's just sitting there. He called it the dish stand, and somebody just come by and eat off of it. Well, as a customer, I don't care about that.
0: Huh.
1: Yeah, customer left the dish there. and the, So as a customer, I don't... Hey, my former co-host on the radio... I won't say his name, but his, his initials are RC. <laughs> <laughs> he told me one time that without even... And, and was not even remorseful about it. That he went to a Cracker Barrel and sat down at a table and was really hungry. And, you know, at Cracker Barrel, they will bring you out a little basket of biscuits, kind of as your appetizer to shut you up until your food gets out there. You know what I'm saying, Roger? He did not eat the biscuits and leave. No. No, he didn't do that. All right, good. He said he was sitting at a table Playing, you know, you have a little uh, golf tee game. Oh Yeah. And wanted biscuits but didn't have any. And the table next to him, the people got up and left. They were gone. They were done. Sitting in the middle of the other stranger's table was a basket of biscuits. They're just sitting there. They didn't eat. And he reached over and got their biscuits and started eating them. So what do you think? I think it's uh, not good manners, but I don't think it's necessarily
0: gross or anything. Well,
1: but how do you see? That's my thing, though. Is how do you know somebody didn't sneeze on them? Well, that's true. I know that you probably don't know if somebody sneezed on them when they bring them to your table. I get that. I think it's just less, much less likely that somebody in the kitchen sneezed all over your biscuits. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. There's a lot of flour up in the air. See, okay, again. Think about this. Why would people leave those biscuits in the middle of their table at Cracker Barrel untouched? Okay, maybe they don't like biscuits. I get it. But maybe they sneezed on them and said, we don't need to eat those because we sneezed on them. And here you are waiting until they get up and just reach over on their table and get them. See, I just don't agree with any of this. We're <laughs> former co-hosts, though. He's a survivor. So. <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, golly, I mean, biscuits I ain't that hungry. I'd have to be starving. I can wait. I just don't know that I've ever been that hungry. Is he from the South cuz uh, Oh yeah, he's from well, the South. I don't I know anybody likes cold biscuits but <laughs> Man, my daughter will absolutely tear up Cracker Barrel biscuits and bacon. Just about every time she wants to we give her a choice to go, she wants to go to Cracker Barrel. And you I'm didn't sta- go for your birthday, though, did you? No, I'm also starting to think, though, that she's choosing Cracker Barrel because she knows there's a gift shop there on the way out. <laughs> Candy and all that stuff. Anyway, back to football. There's a team on the countdown and a few other thoughts on this schedule thing. I just want to make a point. <laughs> and we'll wrap it up with you next. Here on the show. Stick around.
0: Well, just
1: shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief. Here we are. Up in here. <laughs> we'll just shoot up in here amongst us. One of us got to have some relief. Now, this is what I was going to tell you about. Uh, it just came out on Twitter. Alabama football has scheduled a home and home series. With Wisconsin for 2024 and 2025. So, let the conversation begin. Is Nick Saban going to be coaching Alabama when this these games are played? No, negative. Uh, negative. Yeah. Well, l- unlikely. 2024, 2025 seasons. So we're talking about you know five, six years, whatever it is. Do the math. How old would he be? Well, that's a good question, too. He'd be in his 70s for sure if he's you know, still coaching them then. Um, but again, okay, so this is one of those home-and-home home series, of the Power Five non-conference, that is mandated by the Southeastern Conference that every team has to do it. Okay, so Ole Miss, you're playing Cal, the Cal Bears from the Pac-12. The reason you're playing them is because several years ago, when Mike Sly was still the commissioner of the SEC, he said, listen, we're not going to add another conference game in the schedule, but you've all got four non-conferences. You must go schedule at least one of those non-conferences against Power Five. You can't have four cream puffs. So that's why you have these kinds of games. State. Playing Kansas State. That's the reason you're playing Kansas State because the league tells you you have to up the schedules. It's factoring into the whole uh, strength of the conference in that formula that makes up the college um, football stuff, you know. But look at this. <clears throat> Think of it this way. Again, I keep going back to how convoluted the scheduling is. The, the schedule makeup is in the Southeastern Conference. And look, feel free. You can call, you can text, and you can tweet. Feel free to tell me if you're tired of hearing about this. I'm just showing you the examples every time they come up. I'm pointing it out. And here's another one. Think of it this way. The University of Alabama is going to play Wisconsin more times over the next 10 to 15 years, in the next decade and a half, Alabama's going to play Wisconsin more times than Mississippi State is going to play Florida. More times than Alabama will play Florida. More times than Ole Miss will play Georgia. State is playing Kansas State twice in two years. And then they're going to play Arizona and NC State. They are playing all those teams more often than they will play Georgia. More often than they will play Vanderbilt. It's just asinine. If you were, you, if you're listening now, maybe you weren't. We started the show earlier, almost two hours ago, with Tim Brando from Fox Sports. He laid it out there. The way the context was, I told him, you know, in regards to the way the SEC scheduling is done, state hosted Florida last year. The next time Florida comes to Starkville is like 2030. <laughs> Think about that. And then immediately he said it's absurd. And that's the word it is absurd. But it's not at the brink of change. Now, to his credit, Nick Saban is pushing for it. He keeps talking about it. He's the one guy who keeps talking about it openly and pushing for it to change. Understands that long-term, it's not good. But it's not on the brink of change because right now in college football, the only thing that matters to anybody is a college football playoff. Period. Okay, And that's money, 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 money. And even with an eight-game conference schedule and the way it is, the SEC still threatening to get more than one team in that playoff every year. So nothing really, I guess, at this point yet has to change because the money doesn't dictate it. And see, that's a real problem because the leaders in college athletics and college sports will tell you out of one side of their mouth that the student-athlete experience and the health of the sport, and the health of the game. And again, the overall well-being of the student-athletes themselves is what is most important. And they all say that, but their actions give you a different idea. What they actually do paints an entirely different picture. Because what they actually do in a lot of college athletics is they CYA, we all know what that is, A CYA, they don't do anything out of fear of repercussions, and they just CYA and make sure that the money keeps coming in. It is the priority. The money. Alan uh, tweeted me a minute ago, and he said, A student athlete should get the opportunity to at least play against all the teams in their respective conference during their college career. They should. They should. I agree with that. Listen, well, how far out are the schedules set now? Well, I mean, you've got games that are scheduled six and seven years out, and some of the non-conference stuff even beyond that. So every year you go into setting your schedule, you've got these blocked off portions. Well, you do, but, again, you you do in the non-conference. See, I, the because think of it this way, Roger. Like look at it from just one like look at it from Mississippi State's perspective. They've got Arizona on the schedule in the future non-conference already scheduled, already signed contracts with them, right? Okay, but they also have three other non-conference games every year, and some of those are open two and three years out. They hadn't filled them because they know they can go out here tomorrow and throw a two million dollar check at Tulane, and they'll come to Starkville for it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So the so. In that, in that regard, if tomorrow the Southeastern Conference told the schools, hey, starting next year we're going to nine conference games, we're going to switch up this rotation and make sure everybody plays each other more often. We're only going to have three non-conferences. Not one school would be in a bind with any of their contracts. Not one. Not one. They'd even be in less of a bind if they said we're going to do ten. Because then everybody have the same number of home games every year. But you have timid souls in college athletics who, again, listen to me. They will tell you out of one side of their mouth, overall health of the sport, what's good for the game, and putting the student athlete first, and then will turn right back around and not give a rat's you-know-what about any of that. And it's all about their own paycheck as it relates to the other paychecks coming in. Because a lot of them are on commission, basically. And that's what I'm telling you. (laughs) Nobody wants them to change the schedule for the sake of change. No, change it because it's been screwed up for 20 years. Yeah. You get Hillary's big reset button. It's and just, that thing. and again, it ties into, that's the other thing. It, the re, you, You're probably sitting there going, well, why is it that way? If it's so screwed up, Matt, they're smart people. If it's so screwed up, why would they do that? There's got to be something to it. Well, yeah, there is something to it, and here's what it is. Tim Brando said it to start this show. It is a very Alabama-centric conference. That's why the Alabama-Tennessee game must be played every year and the Auburn-Georgia game must be played every year. What is the common denominator in those two f- things? Teams from Alabama. Whose fan bases and powerful alumni with money live right up under the nose of the conference office in Birmingham. They've always controlled things. And so, the even though they're in opposite divisions they're bound to determine they're going to play that every year so that's why hey state you must have a permanent cross division rival because if you don't it doesn't look good for alabama to have one now everybody's got to have one so you're going to play kentucky that's your rival hey ole miss you can play vandy and i know people are not complaining about playing those two schools every year cuz you got a chance to beat them every year what i'm saying is fans are sick of it and the numbers in attendance are declining 2016, the SEC hit an all-time high, total attendance across the league. What has it done since then? It went down in 2017, went down again last year. It's coming back down. Fans do not want to see the same old stuff every year. So you better figure it out. Is it on the brink? It's not about to go over the cliff, no. I'm just saying be proactive instead of reactive. Here's an idea. Be brave and have some guts to try to fix it before you have to fix it. Well, Matt, it's not broken. Well, not yet. It's not. But I would disagree. I think it is broken. The scheduling model is broken. Follow the money. All right. Enjoyed it. Good show today. Follow me on Twitter at Radio Wyatt and The Zone 105.9. And we'll throw this stuff back at you in case you missed it again. All right. See you all tomorrow. See you. We're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show.